Mark Zuckerberg tells Joe Rogan the Facebook was wrong to ban the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Plus, Paul Pelosi is kicked out of a police charity after he tried to flash it during his DUI arrest. And finally, Andrew Tate appears on the Tucker Carlson show. All this on Osti. All right. We got some big stories today, eh, Liam? Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, I think the one about Andrew Tate is probably the biggest one, but also Mark Zuckerberg finally admitting about that uh, Hunter Biden story. I think a lot of people are happy to hear him say that. Yeah, because I, I was driving from Toronto uh, to Montreal today, and when I was driving, I was listening to the Tim Dillon podcast, but then I saw the Mark Zuckerberg one just came out today, and I was like, yeah. okay, I'll check it out. So I, I watched like five, I listened to five minutes of it, and yeah, I didn't get to that part though. You only listened to five minutes because it was boring or because you were doing other things? Well, it wasn't exactly boring. Um, it was kind of boring, actually. The thing is, like, the guy doesn't talk like a regular human being. He talks very, like, corporate, and it's just not engaging for the audience member. You want to listen to someone who has, like, a voice that's going to go yeah, up and, a personality, and down and up right? and down, you know? And he has no personality. Yeah, he doesn't really have a personality. He was just talking about, like, what they were releasing, the... Uh, you know, the augmented reality and also the VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's his first time on the Joe Rogan show, right? It is. It is. He was on Lex's show. And I think, you know, Lex gave him the plug through Joe Rogan. Yeah. Or, I mean, Joe Rogan. I gave think him also the plug. maybe since like Facebook and Instagram are struggling right now, he feels like he needs to do more things to like be in the spotlight and get out there and meet people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, he, he's maybe he's trying to board like the people who are a uh, part of the Joe Rogan like you know audience because you know some right. of the things are like exercise, like boxing and stuff and the VR thing. So I, he probably wants to connect to everybody, and you know he's he's, he's not using the uh, mindset of like oh I have to just um, get a liberal audience or whatever you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he he regrets. Um, not posting the story. The the crazy part of this story when you read it though is that he says that so before the, the leading notion was kind of like, oh, Facebook is liberal, that's why they didn't post the story, because they wanted Biden to win and they wanted to suppress the information. But when you hear what he says, apparently it's the FBI that approached him and told him that this story was Russian disinformation. Mm. So it's almost like you can you can kind of forgive Facebook because they thought they were doing the right thing. They had received so much flack in 2016 for helping the Russians spread misinformation via Facebook with all these bots. And they said that's why Trump won. So then when the FBI comes to see you and says, hey, by the way, this story about Hunter Biden is, is Russian disinformation, you can't blame them for suppressing it, right? Yeah, 100%. It's It's weird what's going on with the FBI. I mean... I, I mean, it's not that weird because they're kind of a criminal organization, just like, you know, from all the assassinations from civil rights leaders all the, over the years. But it's uh, it's a hard spot to be in because the guy who invested in Facebook originally, he's pretty uh, right wing, Peter Thiel. He's the guy who mm. invested in uh, Facebook in SpaceX and PayPal, all these companies. And he's kind of like the the guy who gave these people a platform, Peter Thiel. He's even in the movie right. Social Network. So I don't think Mark Zuckerberg, like, you know, he he's just trying to keep his company going maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's but it definitely, I could say, like, over the past, at least over the past 
month, the FBI has lost a lot of credibility among mm -hmm. a lot of Americans. And whether you agree with with the fact that they should lose credibility or not, you can't deny the fact that they have lost a lot of credibility. The FBI used to be seen as this, you know, federal police force that they were the good guys and they were the ones keeping us safe. And less and less people think that every day um, based on what's been happening recently. Yeah, it seems like they they definitely have an agenda, and it seems like they don't want the the fat orange man to be back in office. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And speaking of uh, of police, so we remember Nancy Pelosi's husband got a DUI, so they released the dash cam footage from that recently. This guy he got drunk and he crashed his Porsche. If you look at the video, his car is like totaled. It's a pretty bad accident. And then when the police show up, he pulls out this little card in his wallet that shows that he's a member of a police charity, basically mm -hmm. saying he donates money to the local police department. And I don't know what he thinks. Does he think this is going to like get him out of it? I mean, he's crashed his car. He's drunk. Like He's going to pull out his little membership card and they're going to let him go. So they kicked him out of the organization. That's the, the story here. Yeah, it's it's weird. He looks like a guy who lives in Westmount or Beverly Hills or something. He also looks like uh, the the librarian police from Seinfeld, kind of. No. Yeah, you're Mr. Bookman. Yeah, you're right. That's so true. Yeah, doesn't he? So I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't like not like the guy because he has a, a bit of a classic look, and I mean, he's driving a Porsche like a badass. But, uh, you know, he's greasy. It's greasy business. What they do for, with Nancy Pelosi, she's a greasy lady. He's a greasy guy. You know, they're making money in illegal ways. But when it's, it comes to them, it's okay. And he's just trying to do the same thing. He's trying to show, like, look, I'm a part of the elite that gives money to the charity, to you guys, the police. So give me a, give me a slip here, you know. Who does he think he is? Andrew Tate in Romania, you know, tricking the police, you know. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, these people, they, they think it's so interesting because his wife, um, Nancy Pelosi, when they were doing the Donald Trump impeachment and the investigation and then January 6th and everything, she would always get up on stage and she'd be like, well, this this shows that no one is above the law. No one, even the president, is above the law. Meanwhile, her husband is like, you know, having fucking drinks, driving around drunk in his Porsche, <laughs> crashing it, and the police show up and he, he thinks he can show his little card because he gives them money and that, you know, he's above the law. So it, it's kind of a, a little bit of a double standard. Um, apparently, this happened in Napa Valley, California, so a very nice place, I'm assuming. And, um, you know, he's probably coming from a big party with a nice big beautiful mansion and the guy's 82 years old by the way so yeah that's um, what i want yeah. to add he's 82 years old that's crazy yeah. i'm surprised yeah, like still... good for him i wish him well that he, he survived the car crash but <laughs> maybe he shouldn't yeah. even be driving the guy no maybe he shouldn't i mean to be fair um his his uh he blew 0.82 so he's over the legal limit the legal limit is 0.8 so he's only oh. over it by by 0 0.02 um, but you know, nevertheless, he's over the limit. He probably should have been driving. So yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, but, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Nothing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it happens to a lot of people and I mean, he's old enough to like, I'm just kind of like saying it from the point of view, like he's an old man, you know, he's had a couple of drinks and when you're older, <laughs> you're like the rules kind of, they, they don't apply to you as much. So maybe that could be going on too. Right, right. Because they'll yeah. give you an old man like slip, you know? They'll be like, oh, he's just an old guy, you know? 
I'm an old man. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but that shit would not pass in Quebec. This guy would get a huge fucking fine if he was down in Quebec. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, they, 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 it would be the end of the world. Dude. He'd have to pay thousands of dollars. He'd have to go to a course. He'd lose his license. It's, it's really devastating when you get a DUI. I watched a TikTok about it the other day. This girl who mentioned that she got a DUI. She had about three drinks. And, uh, you know, I guess they were good pours. She was over the limit. She got pulled over. And, um, and gosh, she's explaining what she had to do. The whole thing ended up costing her almost $10,000. Holy she shit. Had to, yeah, she had to go to court. She had to pay a huge fine because she was found guilty, even though she got a lawyer. She, you know, people think, oh, you just get a lawyer. They make it go away. No, if, if you blow into the tube, you're over the limit. The cop catches you. There's, there's no way around that. You can't lawyer your way out of it. So she had to pay, still had to pay her lawyer fees. And then she, to get her license back, she had to go to these classes, these, these, uh, driver rehabilitation classes she had to pay for those out of pocket she had to have one of those machines installed in a car where you blow into it to start it she had to pay to have that machine installed um apparently the machine needs to be recalibrated once a month she had to pay for that it just like she kept going on and on about everything that she did and her whole point at the end of the video she said guys like i would now pay 300 dollars for an uber to get home i don't even care because it's nothing compared to what you're going to go through if you get caught um behind the wheel drunk and she said she barely wasn't even she wasn't even swerving or anything she said the cop pulled her over because it was halloween night and uh they were doing some checks for alcohol and turns out she was drunk so that's crazy uh, they made a good point on the tim dylan and uh, joe rogan podcast that i was listening to today they said that, i mean well joe rogan made the point that he said that some it wouldn't be the worst thing if cars had a feature like an app or something that would kind of determine if you're drunk or not like or you know if you're sober enough to drive Mm. So, I mean, something like that would be good on the part of uh, automobile makers. But at the same time, you know, it is up to the person to kind of make the, the choice because one choice can destroy your whole life, you know, and, and it's a quick, fast choice that you think is insignificant in the moment, but it could end up costing you thousands and maybe even jail time. Well, yeah, that's the, and, and that's what my dad always said. My dad's always like, Liam, like, getting pulled over drunk and getting a ticket or losing your license he's like that's the best thing that can happen to you he's like imagine you hit somebody and you kill them mm. you know you can be found guilty for manslaughter if you if you kill somebody when you're drunk like that's a very bad you're gonna go to prison you know nobody's gonna feel bad for you when you go to court in front of the judge and you're crying oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to nobody's gonna feel bad for you when you kill the seven-year-old kid you know yeah exactly so and you imagine you end up in a prison cell for 10 years imagine so you know something to think about um let's move on to uh the tucker carlson story so andrew tate we all know he was removed from instagram and facebook we covered that on our show Mm -hmm. um but now he's going to be on tucker carlson tonight and apparently the bans and the censorships those are only just beginning so why don't you talk about that well, I mean, I didn't get too much information because the episode hasn't premiered yet. It's supposed to premiere in uh, two hours uh, right now. We we usually record this a day before you hear it. So uh, it's supposed to premiere at 9 p.m. But from what I gather, it's uh, that this whole band, this whole cancellation, it was all orchestrated like to get, like everyone was in on it, like almost on the same day. And he was talking about how his... Um, his phone, his apps were just like blowing up and he was getting all these different notifications that, you know, like he, he can't receive any payments anymore for his online school. He can't, he doesn't have access to the domain anymore for his online school, Hustlers University. Um, 
you know, he he can't he doesn't have access to all these social networking devices. I mean, uh, uh, platforms. So it seems like they just like with a snap of a finger they can actually cancel him. And everyone was saying like Andrew Tate he he can't get canceled because he doesn't let people cancel him. Like he doesn't let it get to him. Uh, while that might be true on a like just a um, a front on a face level where he says like oh like I don't care if they cancel me but they have taken away his ability to speak to a large audience you know because now it seems he's uh, he's created a an account on Rumble which like no one uses but apparently they have like 60 million users so I don't know it's Rumble or Getter uh, one of the two uh but that's the thing it's like these these fucking guys man like the rumble getter and then truth social they gotta like make it into one one thing because i feel like uh conservatives they they have like three accounts on at least all three you know so i don't know but yeah so it's 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 not looking good and you know it's he's gonna go on tucker carlson and talk about that today probably something concerning freedom of speech yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think, uh, well, I think you made some a couple of good points. I think I agree that it would be a good idea for them to sort of team up together. I think that would be smart um, because most people don't have, you know, any of them, let alone all three of them. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of scary to think that when establishment goes against you, this is what they can do. And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I hate Andrew Tate, this is good, that's fine. But still, just the fact that this sort of thing can happen is pretty scary. Like the one thing that we have in the United States, the right to private property, the fact that the government can't come on your land, they can't just take your house, all that sort of thing. Those rights are enshrined in the Constitution, but there's no right to any of that when it comes to online. And more and more people are making a living with their online presence and stuff. So it is scary to think that overnight the government, everybody can come and take these things away from you. And even when it comes to your money, your banking, you saw that when it came to Russia, Ukraine, Visa decided that they weren't going to be, you know, Russians, they weren't going to be able to use Visa anymore. And this, if you had money, they were going to freeze your accounts. And, and I'm not saying these were good people, but still, it's, it's very scary when you think that big corporations can just do this to you overnight. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, who knows what the next thing is right or wrong to say according to these people. Um, in my opinion, what it is, is just control, control, control. It seems like we're going down this path where corporations and governments, they they all have a lot more control over your lives because you interact with their infrastructure every day. Instagram, Facebook, you take the bus, whatever. You have to obey to these people. And if you say something that they don't like, then they can completely shut your life down and end your livelihood i mean i'm sure he's made a good amount of money in these past two months from you know all that exposure and i'm sure he's won the hearts of many people and also like a lot of people don't like him but still you know it's imagine if uh if that was you like you said you know it's it's mm-hmm. imagine and imagine it's it's about something that's actually reasonable you say something that's reasonable but they deem it to not be reasonable you know well, that's what that's what scares me because it's easy when they start with people like Alex Jones. Do you think? Oh, Alex Jones, he's terrible. He said that 
the school shooting never happened. And oh, I, well, I guess it's okay that they took him off. And then it happens to Trump. And you're like, well, Trump, he says a lot of bad stuff. And he made January 6th. So I guess it's okay. And then it happens to Andrew Tate. Well, I don't like Andrew Tate. He, I don't like what he says about women. So I guess it's okay. And then it happens to somebody, I don't know, let's say like Ron DeSantis. And then you say, well, I mean, he, he you know, he made don't, don't say gay bill. So I, I guess it's okay. But slowly and slowly, it happens to more and more people. And next thing you know, maybe you don't agree with who it's happening to, but by then it's been normalized by society. And by then, you know, people around you are more radical and they think it's okay. So it does get dangerous. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know if you watched the movie What is a Woman yet? Uh, I think we, we're going to talk about that next week on the show. But mm-hmm. in one of the um, parts in the movie, a dad from Vancouver, um, his his uh, his child wanted to undergo a transition to become a male she it, it was his daughter first and he didn't call her um call him her he didn't call the 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 child by the gender that she wanted or that you know the law had uh in mind so that guy is uh has to pay a bunch of fines and i think he also got a uh, prison time I, i'm not 100 about prison time but i know he got, he has to pay like almost fifty thousand dollars in fines for misgendering his child so it's the same thing with jordan peterson when he did it on on twitter he um you know they banned him and you can say yes they're a pl- private platform they're allowed to do that they they make their own rules they don't have to abide by any other rules but still like this this type of um this type of behavior is gonna cause you to lose your 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 whole presence your voice you know and people have to treat these platforms like a town square like a right. a place where you you come and you're able to discuss your thoughts you know and that's a part of freedom of speech and um you know there's an argument to be made that this should be treated as a uh, as a tool like I don't want to say a part of the government, but it's it should also it should be treated in a way where like these companies shouldn't have enough power to snap their fingers. But it kind of goes against like freedom of your of private you know ownership. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's difficult. Yeah, I would I would I would caution everybody to to be weary of this. And f- for those people who say, well, this is done in terms of, uh, of of kindness, and this is done to protect people, and this is done so that we that Andrew Tate cannot spread hate and this is done in the pursuit of of goodness and I would just be weary of that because every oppressive movement in the history of the world has never started by hey come join our movement we're going to oppress you it's never started that way it's always started with hey those people are bad let's fight against them let's do the right thing let's be good and right it always starts under this guise of doing the right thing and coming together and and it being a movement of kindness and goodness and for the right thing and for the people and it always starts that way but it never ends that way and the problem is is that people relinquish their rights and they relinquish power to these movements because they think it's a movement of goodness and of righteousness and oh let's give more power to these people because they're good and they're right and if only they have all the power they will make all the right rules and they will make utopia they will make a perfect society guess what it's never been done before and it will never be done before because it goes against human nature so just be very careful when you see your right losing rights all around you. It's it's dangerous, and that that applies when it comes to COVID. That applies when it comes to people like Andrew Tate who say things that we don't like. It, you should always be weary when you're when you're giving up rights to any government or to any person. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely agree. And especially, you can't be short-sighted and, and think like, oh, the government is doing this because they care about me and they care about my gender, they care about my sexuality, they care about this and that. The government doesn't give a fuck about any of those things. They just know that's a that's the bait that's going to lure you in to agreeing with these policies. So later on, when they do some fucked up shit that you might not agree with, or maybe you've been brainwashed to the point that you will agree with that because they've done this so much, it's it's game over. It's game over. Right. It's exactly it. And that's why that's why you know when Jordan Peterson what was happening is he was you know they were saying, "Well, why don't you just call people by what they want to be called? If they want to be called she, call them she, and if you want to be they call it he, call them he." And he was saying, "I have no problem with that. I'll do that. But I do not want a law that mandates what I can and cannot say." That is what he objected to. And the argument is always, well, if you're not going to misgender people, then why do you have a problem with this? And it's like, I have a problem with this because I don't agree with letting government pass a law that regulates speech and that makes a law that says something I say can put me in jail because today it's the N-word and we all agree that that shouldn't be good. But tomorrow, it's something else. And that's where it, it becomes a slippery slope. Exactly. And um, imagine if this was yeah. like in, you know, during the time when Hitler was about to take power, where you can't say specific words. I don't know if Hitler banned any words, but it's because of this small group of people that, you know, say that this thing. And then all of a sudden, everyone has to agree with them. You could make the same argument in any dictatorship. It's just, it's always, they always come to you with this plate of it like you said like they want to help you and in this case it's equality it's in this case it's fairness and it's uh being able to express yourself however you want but in reality that's it's it's not that in reality it's more control so anyways if right. there's a famous quote i think ronald reagan said if the government ever comes to you for help you should run so i i totally agree with that right what is it this the seven scariest words in the english language i'm from the government and i'm here to help yeah exactly yeah. i think that's it right yeah right exactly all right so um you know so you know we can't tell people to watch because it'll like i said like you said we're recording the night before so it'll be tomorrow morning and by tomorrow morning we'll have seen the interview um with andrew tate on Tucker Carlson. It is interesting and it is noteworthy because Tucker Carlson got famous on TikTok and we sort of know him from social media. This is one of the, and he, you know, he's been on uh, Your Mama's House podcast. He's been on the Nelk Boys podcast. But again, these are all new media outlets. This is the first time I, I think that he's going on a sort of establishment media mm -hmm. outlet, right? He's going on Fox News. He's going on cable TV. Yes. Um, so that, that's kind of interesting to see. And before this, I was looking up Andrew Tate and I was seeing, you know, everybody's writing articles about him, the New York Times. It's true. So he, he everybody's aware of this. And um, and they all seem, the articles are always, they're, they're not, Andrew Tate is banned from, from social media. Andrew Tate, the articles are, here's why Andrew Tate was banned, right? That's yeah. how the that's what the New York Times article was. Here's why Andrew Tate was banned. So it's already they're already trying to convince you that this is the good thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. um and I think that's sort of scary too. It's like they're not reporting facts, they're kind of pushing this opinion. Yeah. Uh, the misogynist Andrew Tate has taken over this and now he's been banned, you know? It's yeah. like they're all slanted in in this direction and again i can disagree with andrew tate i can think he's horrible but i also get a little bit nervous i get a weird feeling in my stomach when i see all of these people writing articles like this big mainstream establishment 
Well, look, I mean, listen, there's a reason why he got so popular and there's a reason why a lot of people like him, particularly men. And a lot of these articles, they're saying like, are lost boys or like, are, are like, you know, are why toxic masculinity is on the rise. And like when you have such a majority of people, and I'm not saying everyone agrees with everything he says, but there definitely seems to be a support for the guy if he's this big. Um, right. you're dividing all those people and you're just going to push him down towards him, especially now that you've taken away his voice, people are going to go to him and they're going to see, they're going to be like, why did they take away his voice? What was he saying that made them so upset? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy. It's, I'd never think I would live in a time where, um, being a conservative, uh, uh or, uh, you know, saying things that are not, I mean, cause the guy's like half black, I think he, he, Andrew mm-hmm. Tate, it, it, it's like, I never thought that it would be the uh, the liberals uh, doing doing that because before, like it was like the liberals talking about nine eleven, like conspiracy theories, whatever. Uh, it was all these the leftists, but now it's kind of like the tables have turned a little bit, and uh, it's weird. It's weird because it like was always, we, it was, used to be conservatives who wanted to make lots of laws, right? Yeah, they like banned grand theft to burn the exactly illegal to burn the the american flag they wanted it to be illegal to say this and yeah. if you didn't want to be in this country you would get evicted like you know yeah. uh, like so, marilyn manson so th- is the reason behind the columbine shooting you know like stupid shit like that exactly and it was always from conservatives and now it's almost like liberals who if you don't agree with them become very hostile they want to shut you down they don't want there to be a conversation you know, Bill Maher calls it the one true opinion. Yeah. If you don't agree with the one true opinion, you're in a lot of trouble. And 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 you're going to be called a racist, which is, you know, one of the worst things that you can be today is, is be called that. Yeah. So um, it makes you want to just comply. It makes you want to just shut your mouth and not talk about it. And, and now, and that's the problem too, is that you can't get these ar- arguments across. If I try to say these arguments to people, they're going to be like, well, Liam, really? Andrew Tate? I mean, huh, come on. You know, yeah. so it always it always goes back to that, and it it just divides us even more. It's almost like there's somebody out there who's trying to divide us, and whatever they're doing is working. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And uh, you know, whatever solution, I I mean, t- listening to Tim Dillon today, it kind of he brought up some good points, and it's almost like we're in it for like this uh, brave new world type of dystopia where they're just gonna give us these little rewards, these little pleasures that are gonna make us, you know, obey and comply to whatever they say, you know. Mm-hmm. and uh it seems to be like it's fine if this person's banned he was racist like no critical mm-hmm. thinking you could see behind those eyes there's no critical thinking you know i mean mm-hmm. like for example like even a guy like jake paul who you know i i don't think many people like him i don't think many people respect him i and he didn't like andrew tate himself but he comes out and he says on twitter he says that i don't think it's uh, like i don't roll with andrew tate but i think it's bad bad that you guys banned him you know like it doesn't you know it's i think it's good that people are seeing the transparency behind like the the establishment in the mainstream media uh, and for me i'm a guy who uh grew up um with refugee parents and um you know they were always anti like united states because of the wars they were doing uh always anti uh industrial complex uh, military industrial complex so i kind of grew up with this old liberal uh you know background you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, so i always have like that old leftist uh kind of thing in my heart but now it's like i can't identify with being a liberal you know i can't identify with being uh 
you know, whatever it is today. I, I can't even identify with being right because of some of the issues there. So I, it's like you feel so... I, re- I remember back in high school, I asked you who you supported and you told me Bernie Sanders. This was like back in ninth grade when we met. Yeah, Bernie Sanders that? and Justin Trudeau, I think, back then too, I said. Right, right. Yeah, and I was I try to make the, the point that he's authentic and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, people change. And right. uh, <laughs> people change for the better sometimes, you know. Right. Well, I would, and I, and I uh, you know, we'll wrap it up because we're at thirty minutes. But I would just leave people with the point: if if your if your political opinions are are based on, you know, if you ask yourself, why do I believe this? Why do I agree with this movement? And your answer to yourself is, well, because it's the right thing. It's the right opinion. This is the good. This is what it. You know, this is the good thing to believe. That's the bad thing. I believe in the right thing, right? If the if that's sort of the moral in your head and that's sort of what you're telling yourself, I would I would, you know, encourage you to ask yourself some more questions and look into what you think and why you think that and why you have your opinions and mm-hmm. and why you believe what you believe because that sort of thinking um, you know, I would just be careful. I would be I would be careful with Yeah, and to add on to that Try to think if those opinions are really yours and and try to think or those are not like created by the propaganda machine to make you just another compliant, you know, NPC, you know? Right. Yeah. You've been told your whole life that this is the way it is and that's just the way you think it is. Yeah. And to quote Andrew Tate, it's like you got to escape the matrix. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, so we'll leave it with that. But um, hey, hey, we got to talk about back. the topic of the day because I, I went to Bill Burr and I got to I gotta get it out of the way. I'll keep it short. All right, keep it short. Go ahead. Do you want to play the song? Sure, here we go. <laughs> you got to get the topic of the day song. It's my favorite song. And now it's time for El Tema del Dia. The topic of the day. Yeah, topic of the day. All right, here we are with the topic of the day. I know I'm hoarding the topics of the day, but I promise, you know, because... We'll, we'll equally distribute it. The taxi topic of the day was great. But anyways, so my girlfriend bought me Bill Burr tickets um, for my birthday uh, two months ago. And finally, it came around for the date, um, August uh, 24th, I believe it was, in Toronto. So we're like excited. You know, we, we go to a nice restaurant. We have a nice meal. We And then we go have some drinks. We have some drinks before the show. And we start making it down to the Budweiser, no, the... Um, Scotiabank Arena. So the thing about this place is the doors are so small and there's only like a couple entrances and there's these huge, huge lines. But what they're doing at the show is there's these security guys that come around and then they they ask you for your, your seat number and uh, your ticket number and you show them like while you're waiting in line and then they write it down on a piece of paper and then they give it to you. She's like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then they're like, oh, it's because they're going to take your phone. And I'm like, what? And they're going to put it in the bag so you can't use it for the show. So we get in there. It's like the fucking TSA. There's people at, like you feel like literally you're going to the airport and you're crossing security. Um, and so they force you to put your phone in this little bag and so we both me and my girlfriend we put our phones in the bag and then they lock it so it's like you know when you go to the the store like i don't know like a, a, a tj maxx or something and they like it's an expensive cloth and it, they have like that little lock thing yeah, that they, yeah, yeah. They, tick, right. they take it out you know that it's kind of like that yeah. but it's binding the the bag so you can't open it 
And I'm like, well, this is fucked. So anyways, my girlfriend has to go to the bathroom first thing. And I'm like, okay. So she goes in the bathroom and I'm like, I got to take a piss too. So I go to the bathroom. I come out and I can't find her. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, where, like, where is she? You know? Oh, no, I wasn't that pissed right away. <laughs> I was just, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, she's taking a little longer. She's, I don't know what she's, I don't know anything. So 10 minutes go by, 15 minutes go by. I'm like, where the hell is she? You know? So I, it, it's by this time it's like 30 minutes. I'm waiting for my girlfriend. And, um, I ask like a lady who's coming out of the girl's washroom, like, like, Hey, can like, you just call out my girlfriend's name and see if she's there. And, uh, she's like, okay, what's her name? And I'm like, Sonia. And she's like, okay, what's your name? Like Cheyenne. So she goes in the bathroom. She says, Sonia, like your boyfriend, Cheyenne is looking for you. She comes back. She's like nothing. And then there's another girl's bathroom. So she goes into that one and does the same thing. But right as she does that, my girlfriend finds me. She like grabs me. She's like, where were you? I was looking all over the place for you. I'm like, I was here the entire time. And, Why didn't she uh, go back to the bathroom where she lost you? Why was she looking everywhere else? That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> this is what... So think about that. Think about that. And there's a, there's an opening act, okay, going on. It's like this girl, right? So right. I'm like, where the hell were you? Like, I was looking for you this entire time. And she was like... Like, I was looking for you this entire time. I'm like, yeah. And guess where I was? The same place where you lost me. And she was like, like, I was here too, but then I went to look for you because I thought maybe you went to the uh, security people and you opened the bag and then you found the ticket number on your phone and then you went to our seat. I'm like, why would I do that? <laughs> you know? And she's like, she's like, I don't know because I thought you were like, going to do it. So she went to, all the way up to our seats because she had the little piece of paper indicating our seat and I had the right. phones that were locked in the back. So she goes all the way up there. And she, she sees that I'm not there. And, and I'm like, so, so you, you like, I'm like, so why, why'd you go all the way up there? And she's like, what took you so long? She's like, yeah, like I went up and like, I heard two jokes. I'm like, you heard two jokes. So you have to be there for five minutes just standing there. I was like, so pissed. And she's, she's like, watching the show. <laughs> she's watching the show. I'm like, like, what the hell? And she's like, no, like, like, you were, I didn't see you anywhere. I literally didn't see you anywhere. And I was like, I was like pissed. So I, we, we came into this kind of like mindset for the show and like, yeah, she should have, like when you lose somebody, you should like find them where you lost them. I think that's the general, that's the golden rule. Correct. Right. Am I, I wrong? It is the golden. No, no, it is the golden rule. I also think that had somebody taken our phones and had we separated to go to the bathroom, I would have made a plan. I would have said, wait for me here, you know, because we don't have our phones. So I would have said, you know, if we lose each other, we'll meet each other at the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, no, I um, agree. I but, agree. I. But you guys didn't. It's okay. You didn't think about it. I think, but yeah, I think going back to the bathroom would have been a, a good place to do. I just stood there. I just stood there and I was like waiting, like, you know, like, uh. Yeah, like an idiot. No, it's not a bad. It's not a bad deal. It's not and a bad. You would have thought when she was looking, she would have, you know, at least checked the bathroom. Exactly. But she, she no, she did. She asked some yeah. guy to go in the male's bathroom and. Well, first she checked the hot dog stand. She got a hot <laughs> yeah. dog, and then she checked the comedy. She listened to a few jokes. No, but then... that's the thing. She had to have talked to like five different people, like while I was looking for her. Like she's like, "Have you seen my boyfriend?" Like asking like five, like while she could have been looking for me instead of going. She's like, "I looked around. I looked around the whole place for you, the whole stadium." I'm like, "Bitch, this is a big fucking stadium, you know? Like, <laughs> you could have stayed at the same spot." But um. 
I blame I blame the the fucking venue out of any because like they like that's what happens when you take people's ability away to like call each other. Why would you do that? You know. Well, they don't want you to record the comedy show. But, I understand. Um, I understand they don't want me to anyway. record. But what about, what what if my my grandpa died? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, then you find out after the show. Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, fuck you. At the same time, you know, I I think I should. Yeah, have the right to know right away. But anyways, yeah, we All right, go. Jen, I got I got to run, but we're gonna be back on uh, Monday morning for another yeah. episode. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, good show, and uh, we'll see you then. All right, take it easy.